It is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August the 10th. I'm your host, Donald Ware. And we're going to stay in the MEAC on today. And as a matter of fact, we're going to stay in that mid-Atlantic region where we've been all week long from Norfolk State on Monday to Hampton on Tuesday to Morgan State in Baltimore on yesterday. We're going to travel down the road a bit about, uh, I don't know, what, uh, 45 minutes or less down the road, uh, down Baltimore Washington Parkway and take a look at the Howard Bison. And as a matter of fact, before we get started, uh, don't forget you can listen to any of our previous podcasts by logging on to our website at botchtorow.com, botchtorow.com. You can either listen to the podcast there online or you can also download the podcasts. And um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at botchtorow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. And while on Twitter, when talking about our podcast, use hashtag HBCU125 as we celebrate 125 years of HBCU football. And, of course, Boxer Row going to give you HBCU football like no one else can. So when you're talking about the Howard Bison, you're talking about really one of the worst uh, programs in all of the MEAC, particularly in the last 12 years, only one winning season. I will say for Gary Horrell, um, who who was uh, was the head coach at Howard um, for five years? Uh, you know he he tried to build something. I mean there there are definitely some challenges at Howard. Of course now he is an assistant coach under Lane Kiffin at Florida uh, Atlantic or A or FAU. Um, but I thought you know for a couple of years, especially the first couple of years, he was able to do some really good things. Had a a, a premier quarterback. Um, in Greg McGee, and uh, it, it's hard to win at Howard. With that being said, and, and, and in part because of the academic side of things with the Howard Bison, uh, Howard University is one of the best academic institutions in all of the country. Um, and it's not to say that you can't win there, but you have to be very, very creative. And for Harella, it was his first uh, head coaching position. Now you bring in. And we got to start here. You now bring in a very experienced head coach in Mike London, who was named the head football coach at Howard back in January. Um, If you look at Mike London's resume, uh, head coach for five years at the University of Virginia, it didn't end or didn't go the way that maybe he wanted it to go. But in his second season, uh, the Cavaliers – were pretty good, actually. As a matter of fact, eight and they they were pretty good. I think they had an eight and five record um, overall, something like that. Played in the bowl game, so um, a, a pretty good um, year at least. Again, maybe not the way that Mike London wanted it to go. But um, let's back up a little bit when you're talking about Mike London, because then you have to talk about the accomplishments that he had at the University of Richmond where he went 29-5 and five and led the Spiders uh, to the FCS National Championship. They won the National Championship in 2008, so he had a lot of success at Richmond. He, uh, as a matter of fact, last year was an assistant coach at the University of Maryland. Um, and uh, when we talked with him back in January, he told the story of how um, – he was brought in to kind of um, talk about 
the direction of how Howard could get its program going. And then he was offered and then and then as he told the story, um, he was asked to take the position and uh, he ultimately did. So it got it has to start there with Mike London as the head football coach. That's, I think, definitely going to be a positive. And you may say, well, Donald, a little bit later on, you 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 or a little earlier, you said to us, well, it's it's been hard to win at Howard or hard to get some of the uh, the players in because of the academic element. Well, guess what? University of Richmond had a very similar academic element and Mike London was able to be successful there. Plus, you know, he would not have taken that job. He took a pay cut. He's making four hundred thousand dollars at Maryland. He took a pay cut to come to Howard. So, you know, he he wouldn't have taken that position if uh, he didn't understand the academic side of things. And again, similar academics there at Richmond, where he won a national championship. A lot of what I'm going to tell you about Howard is definitely going to be more speculative than anything. I will tell you this one person that you can count on is running back, uh, the running back for the Howard Bison in Philyaw. And let, let me tell you about uh, this young man because he's going to be absolutely spectacular for the Bison on this season, Anthony Philyaw. Um, if not for Tariq Cohen, then Anthony Philyaw would have been um, the preeminent running back in all of the MEAC. Uh, this guy is really, really good, has outstanding size. That's the thing about Phil Yaw. Outstanding size, rushed for 1,230 yards. He's a workhorse on 222 carries on last year. Plus, he's able to catch the football out of the backfield. Scott good size and that's I think maybe the difference between he and obviously Tariq Cohen he's going to be able to not that I'm comparing them but in terms of uh, how good this guy is he can run between the tackles has some outstanding size so the offense is definitely going to be catered around uh, Anthony Filia I don't think that's speculative uh, at all to be quite frank with you Um, so definitely look for then if you look, um, you know, you want to look maybe at the quarterback position. I mean, you got a couple of guys that played on last year, Jason Collins, uh, Kalen Johnson. Those guys were relatively, at least last year, were relatively ineffective. Now, uh, if you read about or you pay attention to our recruiting class where we rank the top 10 HBCU FCS recruiting classes each year, we ranked Howard at number five. Howard had, I think, an outstanding recruiting class and remember Howard had never been on our list in the 11 years that we've done the recruiting and one of the reasons is because of a young man by the name of Kalen Newton and if the name Newton sounds familiar it is because he is the brother of Cam Newton and you know maybe he comes in and he's the quarterback he enrolled in school enrolled in Howard early so was part of their offseason program part of their spring drills so you know I can't say today whether he's going to be the guy it could be one of the uh, aforementioned guys that I named that have the experience although you got to figure that the offense is going to be different new coaching staff and by the way Mike London has an outstanding um, staff. He has a phenomenal, he's put a phenomenal staff together in a very short amount of time. So I think all of those things are going to bode well for the Howard Bison.
whoever the quarterback is, he's going to have a talented young man to throw the football to in Kyle Anthony. This guy's got a lot of good size. It's 6'3", 195 pounds, had a really good rookie season last year. As a matter of fact, he made the All-MEAC team on last year. I think he was third team. No, he was second team. He was second team All-MEAC on last year as a freshman. So this guy is really, really good. So whoever the quarterback is going to be, he's going to have, um, meaning the, the quarterback, going to have a pretty good uh, wide receiver to throw the football to. And uh, Kyle Anthony is definitely going to be able to get it done for the Bison. I mean, they had so many guys. I, I think they have some guys that, that may be able to kind of come in and, um, you know, start right away perhaps. I mean, I mentioned Phil Yaw. They signed a, a, a rivals two-star uh, kid out of DeSoto, Texas, in uh, Jamon Williams who may be able to come in and play uh, immediately. Again, Phil Yaw is going to be your guy at running back, but um, uh, they may, meaning uh, um, uh, Williams may be able to come in and play immediately. You know, outside of that, I mean, there are some other guys that may be able to come in and do some things. But, um, you know, like I said, it's it, it's going to be a different look. It's going to be a different situation. It is indeed a new era at Howard University and its football program because, again, at the end of the day, uh, and, and we could talk about all the coaches. You know, Steve Wilson was probably the last coach that really had um, a lot of success, had a lot of success as the head football coach at Howard. And you're talking about that being in the 90s. And now you're talking about bringing in a guy that has won a national championship and has been a head coach um, in the ACC. So that is a look at the Howard Bison. Uh, on tomorrow, we're going to round out the MEAC. We're going to go back up north and take a look at the Delaware State Hornets. Again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Tell us what you think about the podcasts and use hashtag HBCU125. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk with you tomorrow.